Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Wex Peel Podcast, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. I'm your host, Wex, and thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast journey. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great episode. I had a had an awesome conversation with Tom Foxley from the CEO of Mindset RX. He has an amazing, amazing story and take on your mindset and and just kind of the things that he's gone through in life and some of the athletes that he works with. And it just has this this podcast is full of some great things that you can take away and apply to your everyday life, whether it be training, whether it be going through trauma, whether it be, you know, just bettering your own life. Just so many great tidbits. Um, I'm excited actually to go back and listen to this podcast again uh, to, you know, pull out more things that, uh, you know, as you're as you're in the conversation, you hear things and you're you're talking back and forth. But, man, he, he gave so many uh, just just amazing bits of advice. And I cannot wait for you guys all to hear it. And please drop your feedback in the uh, in the comments and make sure you go follow Mindset Rx. That's Rx with a D at the end. Just like you've already Rx'd. Uh, mindset mindset rx is his uh, instagram page or you can follow him on instagram on his personal page at tom foxley so go check him out some great information he hosts a podcast called limitless athlete you can find it on spotify you can find it on apple Podcasts, which is where i found it and he is interviewed well he it's funny he and i have actually interviewed a lot of the very same guests but um, just his take on things is is a is a great and unique perspective that I greatly appreciate, and it was just a just a fantastic episode. So I hope that you enjoy it. A lot of a, a lot of big news coming up uh, on the podcast, and I and I cannot wait to share it. But I can't quite share it yet. But we have some some huge guests uh, coming up on the uh, on the episodes here in the near future. And it also confirmed we are going to be at Wadapalooza this year. If you were at Wadapalooza last year, you remember we were on the podcast stage out there in the food court. We've got some big things planned and I uh, actually got to help out in some of the planning. I'm going to get to help out in some of the planning for the podcast stage. And the direction that is headed is way beyond anything that we did last year. It's going to be absolutely epic. So you want to make sure if you're going to be in Miami, January 12th through the 15th at Wadapalooza. Get your tickets now. Make your arrangements. Get there and make sure you come out and say hi to uh, to, to myself and the other podcasts that are going to be on the podcast stage at Wadapalooza. It's going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing time. And there's going to be athletes everywhere. Wadapalooza is just a giant beach party in January in Florida. There's no, there's no better place to be in January. You don't want to be in the snow. You want to be on the beach in Miami, soaking up some rays, watching some athletes throw down, and just having a great time and a, and a, and a great party. I mean, Buttery Bros will be there, I'm sure. Um, you know, all the athletes will be out there, even if they're not competing. Generally, they're there with, uh, with you know, with their sponsors and they're you know hanging out and they're doing meet and greets and and all sorts of stuff. So, come out, join us, Wadapalooza, 2023 in January. It's going to be an awesome time. Without further ado, let's get to the episode. As I said, Tom Foxley is the CEO of Mindset RX. He's a mindset coach. He's worked with athletes like um, Brett Fakowski, Allison Scuds, many, many other games athletes from the Masters divisions um, all the way through teams. It, it just an impressive roster of athletes that he works with. And he is also the host of the Limitless Athlete 
uh, podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find them on Instagram if you just search Mindset Rx, and uh, tons of great content on that page. And that's actually where I was introduced to him. He reached out to me. We connected. We chatted for a bit, and we said, "Hey, let's do a podcast. Let's have some fun." So I hope you enjoy this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, Mr. Tom Foxley. You've got some medals in the background, though, so it's, yeah. a, it's a winning environment. I ran a I, I ran a half marathon and and uh, I, I finished it, and I was like, yeah. "Good, done. Yeah. Never, never yeah. have to do that again." Um, Good, that's so. what you want. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was not looking to uh, to do that again. Let me hear. Let, give me two seconds because yeah. I made a cup of tea. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah, over there. Absolutely, sticking to English traditions. <laughs> there we are. Got to so, stick to a stereotype. Yeah. So what time? What time is it there? Oh, it's uh, like 2 p.m. So okay. it's, uh, yeah, it's it's very, uh, very considerate for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got up and went to the gym at five o'clock this morning. So went, you know, hit hit my session this morning. It was uh, 40, 41 degrees this morning. Um, okay. For us. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is in, in Celsius. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, was, I was like, if that's Celsius, that's extremely hot. If that's Fahrenheit, then it's pretty no, chilly. It, it, it was pretty chilly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. so, so it was me and one other, uh, one other, uh, woman came to the gym this morning and it was a team workout and, uh, we're like, all right, well, let's roll. Let's do it. So. Yeah. Brutal. Um, so, is it cold enough for the barbells to be like aggressively cold to touch? Not aggressively cold. Okay. Um, and thankful our coach didn't have us doing the farmer's carries outside. He, uh, yeah. he, he had us doing them all indoors. So, you know, we were just kind of going back and very forth. Generous. Pacing the floor. He's very generous. He hates the cold. <laughs> he absolutely okay. hates the cold. So he, any chance he can to, to keep it inside. I thought it was going to be outside cause it was, uh, six, 600 foot, uh, 600 foot mm-hmm. um, farmers carries, but it was broken up between okay. two athletes, which means yeah. we could have we could have done the parking lot two to three times, and mm-hmm. and had gotten gotten what we needed. But uh, he's like, no, 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 do it inside. All yeah, right. I used to make the opposite mistake when I was coaching. So so I was going through Royal Marines training at the time, which meant that all I was thinking of was just like, how can I make people tougher? And <laughs> and then I was like yes. translating this kind of this like this experience that I was going through where I was just suffering so much every single time that I was training. And I was like, Oh, that's what people need more of. And it's like, absolutely. They don't, they don't want to be outside when it's raining. Oh, it's I like, know. why is no one coming to my classes anymore? It's like, oh <laughs> yeah. Because they're always outside. And like when they're resting, they're in a plank position. That's, that's why. <laughs> well, well, honestly, Tom, I think that's the best way to, to intro this, this podcast. So yep. my, my guest today is Tom Foxley. Thank you for, uh, for coming on the show. You reached out to me, and, uh, you know, we kind of connected over, over Instagram, you know, started kind of chatting back and forth and, you know, we both have podcasts, we both have coached and, and done those things. I haven't, you know, I haven't done the Royal Marines. That's a, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. I left that to, uh, my, my little brother actually became a Marine recon. So oh, wow. he's actually, he's actually out suffering right now. He's, uh, he's, he's in the reserves and he just, he just did a video of the food that he's taking with him to um to supplement his mres because he's he's training but he doesn't nice. you know he wants to stay to a certain you know certain calorie content and he doesn't want yeah, to that's a tough battle yeah so he doesn't want to do the mres and he's trying to you know he's doing his own fitness journey um he's also mm-hmm. a firefighter so mm-hmm. when he's you know so he's trying to 
prepare himself for, um, you know, basically, you know, the, the saying of training for your worst day. Um, mm-hmm. So he's trying to keep himself in, in such a state that, you know, hey, if there's a fire, I can go in and get anybody out. Um, yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna he be must be one fit, resilient individual. If like his past, if his spare time is the Marine Recon, and then if he's a firefighter in his, his daily life, like yeah, he must be one resilient, fit individual. He's, yes, he he is. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of him. He's you know ten years younger than me, nice. so he uh you know he's he's done an, an awesome job. Um, you know he was in he was in the Marines for ten years, but then he went into um the training division. So he was training the Marine Recon. So so he went from being being Marine Recon to then instructing, and was telling me stories about you know dropping a brick in the bottom of a pool and then <laughs> having people go down there and sw- the swim down and pick it up and then you know not telling them that the next time he throws a brick in the pool and they go down to pick it up he's going to go jump in and and contest them. So, Classic. Good Classic. stuff. That's why I don't like swimming now. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, you know, we, we kind of got off track. Tom, thank you for being on the show. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed listening to your podcast. Tell a little bit, you know, like I said, you know, we just kind of met through through social media and kind of hearing each other's podcasts. Um, but tell people, you know, a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and kind of, you know, where you got started. You know, we kind of started with the Marines, but, you know, kind of jump in there and... Uh, and- yeah, sure. Um, so firstly, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, really appreciate the opportunity to chat. It's um, it's a story and it's a uh, methodology that I love sharing. So hopefully it brings some some use to firstly you and then everyone listens as well. So I'm excited to do this. Um, where does the story start? Man? Okay, so <laughs> we've got the Marines aspect and like, I, I went into the Marines, basically, if we go straight into the mindset side of it to try and prove myself because I thought I wasn't good enough. Like that was the if that was the true reason that was behind it. And at the, at the time i thought oh it's a challenge it's exciting it's um engaging it's difficult I want to see how much i push myself and that was all true but the reason why i wanted to do that is because at school i'd been really badly bullied um oh. i'd like zero confidence um i yeah it's it's a it's a long story not a nice time at school and i don't want to kind of diminish it because it was emotionally charged um but there's no point in kind of going through it over and over and over again suffice to say I had not a very nice time and it really affected my mental health. Part of that. And, was, and that's, and that's important right now because yeah. I mean, there's so much of that going on. Um, and, and I, I don't know how old you are or how, how it was in school with you, but like when I was in school, we didn't have social media. And mm. I think that kind of is a whole different ball game and something I'm trying to protect my children from. Um, oh, I bet. So I bet. it's, um, it's like like we've already spoken about the good and the bad of social media. Mm-hmm. It's connected us, and we can have a really cool conversation. And also, I know that personally, and with a lot of athletes that we work with, it's nothing but a source of comparison some of the time. Yeah. And like, it's that comparative. And then you add in like kind of children trying to figure out their position in the world and social dominance hierarchies and all these kind of things and and competence hierarchies and like that's always going to be messy with with kids anyway so yes it's it's not a a battle that i envy dude with looking after your kids in that environment it's tough um the one thing that happens there when we do go through difficult times is that has kind of physiological um implications and for me the way that I'm going to say trauma showed up um, and there's different types of trauma. There's like mass big capital T trauma as Gabor Mate calls it, where it's like, Oh, something very significant happens and it was awful at the time. And then there's little T trauma, which is like, I'm not being 
valued loved i don't feel like i've got the background uh, the the kind of the support and security that i i need um there's that kind of trauma as well little t trauma and when we go through trauma it has physiological implications so the way that showed up for me was in a heart condition the mm -hmm. octonosis ever which is sudden death syndrome um so when i was like 13 a doctor sat me down and said we think you've got something called sudden death syndrome you can't train you can't move you can't get your heart rate up you've just got to sit there oh, and for wow. someone who's very athletic someone who um was kind of a decent level again english stereotypes and drinking my tea and i'm going to talk about playing cricket like <laughs> yes. a good level cricket player a good level football or soccer player like i was like i was an athletic kid and that was all of my identity and suddenly I wasn't allowed to do that and I lost again my my source of security my source of identity and that really obviously affected me and I carried that on and it was all like checked out physiologically nothing wrong with my heart um mm. structurally but the anxiety and fear disrupted the way I'd perform and I wouldn't be able to do anything eventually they're like no you can carry on running but we think you'll go away and so so like, it was something that you that they did find and then no they didn't find anything they were just like well we can't find anything physiologically wrong and i think they were kind of talking around the subject of we think it's psychosomatic so we think the the psychological implications of what you're doing are affecting you physically huh. but nothing nothing was like the medicine wasn't as researched back then was it 16 17 years ago sure. um so it wasn't as like developed then it wasn't such a lens that we viewed the world through um so i didn't get told that explicitly but i think that's what everyone kind of thought they're like there's mega anxious kid in here <laughs> i bet that's something to do with the fact his heart beats weird yeah yeah um so yeah i went like so that that colored a lot of my childhood and i got and that was the kind of the mental state that i was in and then i was like why not join the royal marines because i need to prove myself and i'll need to be fit if i can do that and i'll need to be tough and I need to be resilient and it was a really good idea um because it really helps and i challenged myself and i got some camaraderie and um found my limits and then went well and truly beyond them um and i'm not making out like I, I don't want to make it out like i was a war hero i'd never got deployed never did anything like that we pulled out of afghanistan pretty much the week that i passed out of training so there was there's nothing to do there um and there a lot of people who did a, a huge amount more than me sure. um so i basically just sat in various forms of training but it's very difficult for me and i just overcame came a lot to do myself and um started personal training at the same time doing crossfit coaching and realized that the the conversations I was having with athletes were far more important than the sets and the reps. We encountered mm -hmm. far more of their limits in conversation than we did in training um, and in the training sessions. And that led me to um, studying under a sports psychologist, mentoring, mentoring under a, a licensed counselor. And really this system started to develop. And then here I am now coaching athletes at the CrossFit Games to their mindset level and trying and, and help them in, in their level. And like it kind of it all links back from that original kind of um, difficulty with myself. Which is interesting because, you know, everybody has a different reason for joining the military. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you've got the you've got the 9-11 people that, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was a it was a patriotic thing. It was like, oh, you know, I want to be there for the defense of my country or, or, or you know, the fight against evil. You have others who feel like it's a, a you know, personal obligation of God and country of just, mm -hmm. you know, it's something they have to do because they feel obligated because their father and their father before them and, you know, and, and their family, they come from a long line of, of, of military. 
my family was never really like that. Um, both my grandparents fought in World War II, but none of their children. Um, well, I, I take that back. My uncle went into the military, but really our family never had that, that kind of patriotic sense of, oh, well, I need to join the military because that's what you do. Um, my brother joined just he just thought it was cool <laughs> kind of kind of a, a you know a similar state of of you know he he thought the military was cool he wanted to go into special forces um from a very young age he was a eagle scout um you know with he was in the boy scouts and he you know went all the way through became an eagle scout and you know from there went to ROTC which is I don't do you guys have ROTC like that kind of No we don't but we recognize the yeah recognize the phraseology so so basically they go through military in school and then he mm -hmm. i mean right out of high school he was he was in the marines um you know one of the one of the craziest uh boot camps that that you could choose out of our out of our branches and you know he went on went on through and it was deployed a few times but again kind of like you said didn't really have to do anything you know get into anything mm -hmm. too you know too harsh but you know transitioning from that into into being a firefighter just always kind of pushing those boundaries and and i i think it's interesting the the line of career he's chosen and especially you know with with yours with the military is mindset is such a big thing because of obviously you said you didn't see any you know like active you know active duty stuff but a lot of the things that people see you see them coming back from deployments and they're wrecked because mm -hmm. of uh, because of you know, PTSD, um, and other mental challenges that they have from just being in that environment and in, in those, you know, high energy situations and then having to come back and just, Oh, we'll just live a normal life, you know, come back and, mm. you know, just, just, you know, go get a job, go get a nine to five when you can't operate in, in that kind of, in that kind of headspace. Yeah. Well, trauma of all kinds requires healing. Mm. Um, whether it's physical trauma, like we have trauma wards, I'm not sure whether you got the same phrasing in like yep. in the um yeah, trauma wards in, in the kind of in the medical world or the physical medical world. Um, but it's not particularly clear on the steps forwards for like healing in any way. And like lots of people have this kind of association with trauma. They've been through traumatic events or they've got that little T trauma that I was mm -hmm. talking about before where they went through childhood and they were um they didn't feel like they were loved enough and that really affects them and they didn't feel like they were seen or heard and that means that they um I'm holding my hand up there are attention seekers. Yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> like and and this is it shapes us and it can be in incredible ways as well. Like I wouldn't have um achieved a lot of the things that I've achieved if it were not for that desire to be seen and heard um so it's not necessarily a bad thing but really growth in mindset is is not just about trauma side of things like not everything is shaped by trauma there's as an athlete like not everyone has um a huge amount of trauma that they need to deal with but it can be part of the conversation um and it's yeah it's it's a useful way to think about like what injuries did i suffer in terms of my mental emotional landscape or my psyche and how do i heal those um that's something to to dig into for everyone i think yeah and and i think it translates easily over into where we are in crossfit um because obviously everyone deals with things differently but i've seen so many people change their whole mindset about themselves by being in a gym and mm -hmm. similar to what you were finding in the military with with kind of being becoming part of a tribe 
becoming part of, you know, a group of people that depend on you, you start getting, I, I've, I've gotten that out of CrossFit that I've never gotten anywhere else. You know, you can go to a Globo gym or places like that and you work out, but you never really have those, the, the accountability that you have with people in the gym. Yeah, there's the accountability for sure, but that's a huge part of it. It's someone holding you to standards. But there's there's three things happening there when you join a CrossFit gym, and accountability is part of it. Firstly, when you train better, you hopefully, fingers crossed, recover better too. And that nervous system regulation piece has a huge impact on how your mindset feels and like and the emotions you feel and the thoughts that you have. Like I know when I'm tired, I get a bit doom and gloom. I get a bit worried about everything that's going to happen. Um, some people, when they get tired, they get very anxious. They get very fearful and stressed. Um, or if you've over-caffeinated, like that's part of it. So when you join a join a gym, you've got, hopefully, your nervous system regulation starts to improve because your aerobic capacity improves, your your breath mechanics improve in that, in that process. So the physiological structure of your body starts to adapt and morph and hopefully change for the better and therefore because your your mind and your body aren't as um, separated as we believe therefore your thoughts and emotions start to change and also what's happening is your narrative starts changing because you're constantly showing like Jim I'm sure you like remember all those milestones when you started training where it's like oh I never thought I could do a pull-up I never yeah. thought I could do a kipping pull-up. I never thought I could do a muscle-up. I never thought I could snatch um, 185. I never thought I could clean jerk, whatever, like 225. Like all these kind of milestones that you hit. And what's happening is the belief system of, I believe I'm capable of this much, gets completely like abolished because you're watching other people do it. You're counteracting your own thoughts and emotions when they get in there. And you're disproving it yourself. So that, that proof that, oh, actually... If that isn't true, if that wasn't true that I couldn't lift this weight or I couldn't complete frown in less than four minutes or whatever it is, if that's not true, then maybe all this other BS that I'm telling myself isn't true too. And maybe I am capable of having a fulfilling career or being a loving husband or whatever that is, or reaching the CrossFit Games or standing on the podium at a local competition. And like, it's that constant challenging of our beliefs and the proving of them to be true or um, yeah, untrue that helps you progress your mindset so there's that and then there's also the performance aspect of it too we are put in challenging situations and we have to learn to overcome them and to do that you develop strategies like chunking out the workouts or like say okay i'm gonna do this this round in this time or i'm gonna just get to the next lamppost on the run then just get to the next lamppost on the run and we develop strategies like that and we visualize hopefully and we um are taught to like modulate our self-talk or our breath and and those three things that trifecta of like rewiring our nervous system i'm sorry rewiring our story regulating our nervous system performing better that is what changes our mindset when we join the gym along with the accountability of um and the support um of, of changing that in the community too yeah and and that's so it, it's funny that you say that because i literally posted uh, i think two days ago a, a post that said never thought i'd be doing handstand walks uh, <laughs> nice. uh, you know i've always been i've always been a little little bit of a larger guy so mm-hmm. you know i always had certain things that you know like you said that you know, kind of wearing my mind, uh, you know, I'll, I'll move heavy weight. I'll do this and I'll do this, and, but you know, handstand walks, muscle ups, you know, the gymnastic stuff, you know, that those sorts of things, if I get them great, but you know, not something that I thought to be readily accessible. 
and yeah, yeah absolutely sorry i'm going to jump in then because that's yeah. such a, a key one like and we work with athletes the whole time where this is the case it's like i believe i'm an athlete who is just an endurance athlete i'm just a gymnastics athlete i'm just a strength athlete because i'm this type of person and whilst there's definitely genetic truth there like we have larger frames smaller frames we have different body weights we have different like lever lengths all these kind of things they're part of it so much of that is just a self-fulfilling prophecy that we tell ourselves over and over and over again so we don't try or we give into failure a bit quicker or we let our negative self-talk kind of overwhelm us and then that becomes the story that we believe and then that becomes our reality because the the behavior changes yeah and and it i mean and it really does and it kind of goes back to what we were saying with the with the accountability there was another girl that was there that was practicing as well and i've you know i've been a, a crossfit coach at, you know as well so in the situation I'm in right now, I'm in a gym where I'm not the coach. I, I was, I left an, another gym. Um, we had some, you know, issues. I was, I was the head coach and me and the owner, we had some differences as far as how things were run. And I took some, you know, I took time away and now I'm at another gym currently as just an athlete. And it's, it's so refreshing to kind of pull away from the coaching mode, but it's fun every once in a while to get to kind of work with, you know, work with somebody on the side and be like, Oh, okay. Hey, let's, let's work through this. So me and another, um, one of the members, Aitza, uh, she is incredible as far as her work ethic and everything she puts in. Um, but she was just not getting, you know, that, that handstand, handstand walk and just kind of working through it with her. And her and I just started pushing each other. So, you know, like once or twice a week, we work on handstand walks and, you know, we were able to kind of get a few steps and, you know, get a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. And just that, you know, that ability to be able to, okay, let me take a step back, put my coach's hat back on for a second, figure out what's going on with her. And in turn, figuring out what's going on with her allowed me to figure out what was going on with me as well. You know, mm -hmm. oh, well, nice. if I just do this, if I just fix this. And uh, it, it was a really a neat progression to kind of to kind of see that whole that whole change. And now I'm like, OK, let's let's go do handstand walks. Let me let me kick nice. up and try and, you know, get through one segment or, or two segments. Nice. And um, can I ask you a question here? Yeah. What was your mental state like when you're going to approach handstand walks before or whether you, ha where you had that kind of. Um... Yeah, when you when you're thinking about doing it, when you kind of, or maybe they came up in a workout, or like, or other people were practicing them, what what were the kind of thoughts and emotions that came up then? Um, well, I mean, originally it would be mm -hmm. to find a scale. You know, what's what's the mm -hmm. scale? You know, what's you know, not even attempt you know to go to that to that section of of you know what we're doing. Okay, if the workout prescri is prescribed for handstand walks, well, what's the scaled version of that? Let me just go straight to that. Um, mm. and that was always the first thing of just really, really it goes to just discounting your own ability or, and, and your own, you know, Hey, what's the worst that could happen? I try this and I fail, or, you know, how about let's push yourself. Part of that mm. is just trying to think, you know, okay, what stimulus am I looking for? You know, in this workout, is this, is this an opportunity for me to attempt this or am I going to, you know, further my training by, you know, go ahead and scale it, get more work done. And, you know, so there's, there's some of that as well, but most of the time it's just, okay, you know, that's in the workout. That's not in my, in my skill set. Let me find the other option. And, yeah. and really it took, you know, that, that sort of work takes, 
the extra step, you know, the, the, okay, I don't want to scale this anymore. So what am I going to do here, you know, after class to allow me to be better in class, you know, when, when this comes up again or when the open comes up, because that's kind of one of my things is like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll be good through the open, you know, depending on, you know, what week it is when they were doing five weeks, it's usually, you know, week two, week three, like, oh, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm doing well. And then you hit that week, you know, that week four where they throw the handstand walk in or they throw, you know, a muscle up in or, and then it's just like, okay, (laughs) I was good until that point. But then I want to, you know, I want to focus for next year. Okay. How can I, how can I hit that? How can I eventually get there? And that's what this ended up being is, you know, I would kind of mess around with handstands here and there. Um, I'm fine, you know, going upside down. I've, I've got plenty of confidence there. Um, handstand pushups, you know, although are tough for me, they're, you know, I, I can, I can do them. Um, but this was just one of those things that I'd, I'd never really worked on. And so that because I hadn't worked on it when it comes up, I'm, you know, I'm stuck, you know, do I want to just stand, mm-hmm. do I want to just stand in the corner of the room and, you know, kick up and fall down for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, however long the workout is, or do I want to put the time in outside and then, you know, right. actually be able to, to give a good attempt. Right. So you're experiencing this kind of, or you, you have experienced this, this change or this mindset sh- shift where the pain of staying where you are finally outweighs the pain of changing and the risk of failure. Yeah. Um, so that's the shift that happened there and what we usually do like uh, my classic example was overhead strength because like i'm in in terms of identity i'm the skinny guy like that's the belief <laughs> that comes up so gotcha. i'm like i'm the guy that's really good at endurance but i, I have no overhead strength like completely untrue um but like or physically untrue um but uh but that was the story that i believed and what that meant is that when training sessions would come up i would not go i would either scale the, the the shoulders wave heads i'd hide from it because there's was, there was a few things going on one of them that gets in the way of athletes a lot was um i'm comparing myself to other people and i'm looking around the gym and i'm worried they're going to laugh at me or reject me or i'm going to be humiliated in front of them at some point so this is like whole social side of it yeah. which if we talk about the community part across it can be brilliant and it can be a massive hindrance to people because not everyone likes encountering their own limitations publicly so what we have to do here is develop the mindset where we're okay with with failure with the community and the environment where we're, we support failure and that requires instead of having a fixed mindset which is like i believe i'm this type of person i cannot be changed is to embody a growth mindset which says i am fluid and who i am is always changing depending on the stimuli i put myself through Mm -hmm. so in that environment what we're trying to do is encourage failure to show uh, to not wrap up our whole identity and self-worth in achievement of perfect standards and embrace failure embrace a few ugly reps embrace the challenge embrace the um the struggle and the difficulty and that can shift our mindset too that, that is, and that's so important. And, and one of the things that when I, when I was coaching, um, that, that comparison mindset is, is good in some ways because you're looking at what, you know, okay, that I see that person doing that. That's where I want to get to. I'm not there, but I want to get there. But on the other side, it's, it, it can be devastating. Uh, I had an athlete 
for instance, who he was an older gentleman. So he coming into this late in the game, um, you know, and he's in a 5 a.m. class with a whole bunch of, you know, 24 year olds, people that have been doing CrossFit for, you know, two years. He's a runner. Um, you know, so he's got fitness, he's got endurance, but he had his no really zero technical skill when it comes to a barbell. And I mean, the snatch for the most seasoned person is not an easy lift, you know, to, to, you know, kind of get all those cues. And he was trying it and he was just getting frustrated and not doing a lot of weight, but throwing the bar down, throwing the bar down. And I'm like, okay, stop for a second. He's like, I'm just, it, it doesn't look good. I'm like, I get that. That's and that's fine. Let's work on. You know what I want you to do is I want you to explode. You know, explode at the hip. All I want you to do is is focus on this one thing that you're doing. He was bending his arms too early and not you know not extending, not not getting good extension. Like that's all I want you to work on. I want you to work on that and finish the rep and 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 let's see. And he did it. Did exactly what I told him to. And he was still mad. He was still frustrated, and I and I go, well, you know what, what's going on? You did exactly what I told you to, and you did it perfectly. He's like, yeah, but the rep still looked horrible. I'm like, I didn't ask you for a perfect rep. I asked you for that little bit of improvement, and you did it 100% perfectly, exactly how I asked you. I can't ask you to do this 100% perfect. I can't go from from one point, you know, from point A to point Z and expect you to do it right away i need to i need to fix point b c d e until we get all the way through it and so many people focus on z <laughs> you know they they're, they're starting at a they want to get to z and they and they and they feel like oh if you just give me this tip i can go ahead and just do it perfectly every time and then i'll just gain in weight no you've got to do all the steps you and you and yeah. you have to get that down first before we can move on to the next thing. Yes, okay, there's 10 things I need to fix about your lift. But if I can fix one, that's one less that I have to fix the next time we do it. And we just start chipping away. And by the end of it, he was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's, that, you know, that, that's exactly what I needed. And, and you could see his countenance change when he yeah. was approaching lifts, when he was approaching things that were difficult of, you know, hey, don't, don't worry about the, the end goal. Let's fix one thing first and let's build yeah. on it. Let's, 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 you know, put down the foundations and then start building on, you know, bricks on top of it. Absolutely. Perfectionism is uh, a blight on athletic performance. Yes. We, we hold ourselves to the standard of perfection where I have to achieve the model lift. I have to achieve this exact time. Um, whereas we're forgetting that this training session is just a training session. It's not the end goal. And actually it's failure that encourages growth achievement of the goal doesn't make you grow any anymore like when you achieve when you meet the standard that you lay out for yourself all that happens is you met the standard you laid out for yourself you're not growing you're not developing you're not encountering the limits of the unknown and that's that's what we really want to be doing like from a psychological level, whether you are learning to handstand walk or whether you are getting towards a CrossFit Games or whatever it is for you, you've got to push the boundary of the known into the unknown. And it's about dancing that line between chaos and order, the known and the unknown, where I'm, I think I've just about got a handle on it. I think I'm just about um, taking a few steps forwards, but then I'm falling over. Um, that's what we want. We want that 
that kind of that doubt in your mind of am I going to be able to achieve this that's when you grow quick enough like watch children learn watch them grow watch them develop skills watch them learn to walk they're failing constantly mm -hmm. and at some point along the line we believe the story that I have to achieve perfection first time or else I'm not good enough and there we go we're back to the story of like the the mindset driving the action so if we try and force behavior the whole time to change sometimes it works sometimes we get growth but more often than not we have to change the mindset that we're in the environment that we're in have to change the belief structure in order to create that um willingness to to, to stray into the unknown and and it's funny talking about failure i i so i, I was telling you i have four kids or, or i don't know if I, I told you but i have four kids so all of them are doing something different um currently right now two of them are playing baseball my my two middle ones my middle girl and my middle boy uh or my middle my youngest girl and my oldest boy who are nine she's nine and he's five are both playing baseball and he plays t-ball so i was i was you know i coach his team and i've been helping out with some other teams i'm, I'm the coach coordinator and kids are getting frustrated and i go listen you are playing a game you have to understand that you're playing a game where 70 percent failure is success you have a you have a batter with a batting average of 300 you're ecstatic that means he's missing you know he's not getting on base seven out of ten times so, so you're playing a game that's set up for you need to have a mindset that every little success is a success because the because the majority of what you're going to do in this game unfortunately is failure because mm. and, and that's and that's successful um you know you look at the best the best you know baseball players in the league and they're striking out they're they're flying out they're they're not getting on base 70% of the time um so so having that mindset to kind of push through is is huge especially for these kids who at this point they get upset when the ball doesn't get hit to them like mm -hmm. <laughs> you've got this big field the ball doesn't get hit to you i'm sorry it it you know it's not going to get hit to you every time but you have to be ready you have to be ready for everything you know that means we are focused on every at bat we're focused on every play to make sure that we're we're set up for the best possible outcome and, and then, what you want to engender eventually is this willingness and this excitement at the point where you failed it's mm -hmm. not no longer a bad thing it's no longer oh i failed and therefore i'm is proof that i'm not good enough it's i failed and therefore this is a brilliant opportunity and i wouldn't have got this opportunity to learn to grow otherwise and that's that requires it requires vulnerability yeah. it requires the willingness to to encounter the idea that you're not enough yet and that's a good thing when you do that so a lot of what we're doing with athletes is because they are just like you were saying like I'm, I'm working with an athlete at the moment who's struggling with his handstand walks and his gymnastics level and he's at that point where he's kind of quarterfinal semi-finals level like he's on that threshold of reaching that 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 level for him but he shies away from it because he's not willing to to be vulnerable mm -hmm. to fail publicly and to have that kind of um proof that he's not good enough um is so publicly displayed and what we're trying to do here and what the point we've got to with him is encourage acceptance and vulnerability and trust in vulnerability and see that's a good thing and this is where crossfit has a kind of a hard time with it because on the surface crossfit is all about 
the typically masculine traits and i mean that kind of archetypically not yeah. um physically the those traits of discipline structure hard work force aggression assertiveness like all these kind of go out and get them like suffer through this discomfort mm -hmm. and that works for a bit and then eventually you get so good at suffering that you're not and being uncomfortable that you're not encountering your limits again and that's when we need to develop a more rounded human being where we embrace our limitations where we develop self-compassion where we can develop um, vulnerability where we learn to nurture ourselves rather than just forcing ourselves through our limitations again and this is a really hard skill set for athletes to get yeah. because it's it goes against our nature when all we've done is suffer and push to get to where we are and suddenly we have to take a step back and think oh actually am i caring for myself sufficiently am i willing to be vulnerable and to be seen as less than perfect and maybe weak in front of other people um and that's that's where the challenge comes in and that's that's actually the opportunity for growth that people have been waiting for that's the thing that takes them to the next level it's not this constant standard of achievement and perfection this escalator of success it's the lows that get them to grow and they want to encounter as many of those as they can physically tolerate not just win the whole time like the, the person who loses ultimately is the person who wins the whole time because they never achieve their potential the you want to fail as often as you can psychologically withstand yeah and and i and i think just in watching the and you i'm sure watched the games this past year there was a lot of that there was there was a lot of of watching athletes fail um whether you know and you can say what you want about the programming you know with the the skills test and things like that but we saw athletes struggle um the capital man i mean we saw athletes struggle and just to see them still be able to fight through it i think is i think that's why i like Re, um rebecca fusile was the the last woman on the on on the uh on the capital but that is the picture of the entire event that is the mm. you know that is the you know if you want to encapsulate that event they take that picture of everybody rallying around her and cheering her on as the last person and that's like the the you think of the capital you think of that picture and we are looking at somebody really at a point of failure and she's embraced it taken it um she could have you know, she could have collapsed under it and, and allowed that to just weigh her down. But, you know, I've, you know, I follow her on, on, you know, Instagram and social media and I actually, you know, kind of reached out to her. I want to, you know, get her on the podcast as well, because it takes, you know, it, it, it takes a mindset of being able to say, okay, I was last, somebody had to be, and mm -hmm. I'm still going to push through and I'm still going to fight and I'm still going to, I'm still going to be there. And I, yeah. and, and I why just was think that incredible. so compelling? Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. And like, why was it so compelling to us? Like, you got to ask yourself that. And it's like, when you think about it, the real reason is because she displayed kind of psychological or mindset excellence in that moment. She was showing huge amounts of grit, determination, um, mental toughness, all these kind of uh, things that we worship within CrossFit. And she was also showing vulnerability and openness and like she hit her limitation there and pushed into it. And that's, that's what was so compelling about it for all of us. Um, and also the community aspect, obviously yeah. too, like the fact that everyone was supporting her, that was just beautiful. And, and I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to see people succeed. 
you we're, we're in a society where everybody is you know where, where a lot of times you you see people trying to just tear each you know tear each other down and and you know we talked a little bit about the social media aspect of uh, you know at the beginning of how hard it is to be a kid in in a social media world and what that's doing to the mindset of kids that are coming up um but at the heart of it when you see somebody in a struggle i i think the natural response is to rally behind them and say hey you can do this let's go get up let's mm. let's do it and i listen i've been the last person in class and there are times where i want to tell everybody to just you know listen leave just just go like just stop cheering for me i don't want it i don't want to hear it um i'm miserable <laughs> i i am physically dying and and actually that would be easier um you know and i don't want to hear it but at the end of the day everybody wants to see you succeed and see people be successful in things um so i i think i think there's a core inside of everybody that that wants to push you you know push people in the positive direction to be better and i and i think the problem is we we see so much negative and it, the, you know there's there's the saying that you know one one negative word can reverse a, a hundred positive words and why is that so critical to people um is, is it all comes down to mindset is is you know you can you can post something on social media and a hundred people will say oh great job fantastic awesome and one person gets on there and goes you suck mm -hmm. and why is that the one that that just eats at you and, well, and gets you we're talking about a negativity bias here we, we have something that's built into us called the negativity bias mm -hmm. which is um the one way of thinking about it is um I have to get this right around negative thoughts like Velcro and positive thoughts like Teflon. The, you have to keep on pushing that, that layer and layer and layer of positive thoughts to outweigh the negative thoughts. And like we have that inbuilt because a hundred thousand years ago on the Serengeti, it was a lot better to think pessimistically and think, okay, there's a, there's a tiger there and I'm not going to go near that rustling bushes. And they were our, ancestors that survived and they gave birth to us mm -hmm. and then those patterns that became more dominant were more likely to be displayed by us now and um, so that was a benefit to us it's only relatively recently that it's safe to explore that so we have that negativity bias and that's why um we're so hard on ourselves because mm -hmm. it forced us to be better it's why we listen to negative feedback um but it's um it can be a huge limitation now because actually now it's safe to fail and it's a good thing to fail. And the the athletes that grow quickest will be the ones that fail the most often. There's a, a study on um, the average ice skater who makes it to the Olympics. They've fallen on average a million times to get to the Olympics. Yeah. Imagine what that's like falling on ice a million times. And like that's what we have to get into, that that mindset, that perspective of that was a good thing to happen to me. And I need to fail hard. I need to fail often. I need to fail better. Yeah. And it, I mean, going into the lifting as well, it, I mean, mm -hmm. just, you know, with CrossFit, there are so many mm -hmm. times when you hit that lift where you just miss it, you just miss it. You, you miss that snatch. I, I was doing it all day yesterday. Um, I just couldn't, I could not get under the barbell and I drop it behind me, drop it in front of me. But then that moment when it hits correctly and that mm -hmm. moment when you just everything goes perfectly and you're just bam right there and you're in your position it just there's such a feeling in that 
of fail, 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 and then finally success. Um, there's, it, it, it's, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Um, so you, you've been coaching, you, you said, um, quite some time now and you've got, Mm -hmm. you said you have, have, uh, uh, athletes that have gone to the CrossFit games and, and things like that. What are, you know, I, I'd asked you uh, if you're coming over to Wadapalooza, but you got some athletes going there, but, uh, you know, kind of, you know, where are you at in the, in the coaching sphere? Like, like who do you have or, or, yeah, you sure. know, who you got out there? Yeah. Um, they, we've worked with athletes like Brent Fikowski when yeah. he was podiuming, like there's, so there's, there's some big names that we've worked with and, um, Mary Beth, I'm never sure how to say her surname. I've, I've announced it a, a, a million different ways. Um, Prodromides, Prodromides, like, um, she's a um, master's athlete who's won the games five times, appeared wow. at the, the, the games, um, eight times and uh, nine times now. Um, she's a beast. Yeah. Uh, she's an incredible athlete. Um, yeah, she's, she's really cool. Um, Ali Scuds who worked with for a while, Mio Heskis, like there's, there's a, there's a, quite a few big names that we've worked with. Um, the vast majority of athletes that we work with you won't have heard of unless you know them personally because they're on that kind of um quarterfinal semi-finals threshold what used to be the kind of the regionals level yeah um like that kind of that cusp um they're kind of they want to go all in um they're ready to get to the next level mm-hmm. but find themselves holding themselves back they find their negative self-talk getting in the way they find their emotions derailing workouts um, they find themselves just not believing in themselves and holding back from going in on their they're going in on their full potential and it's like they know they've got more in the tank but they can't quite access it it's like there's some sort of limitation and yeah. um, that's who we specialize with and obviously that transfers to posing them at the games um but that's not where the vast majority of people are the vast majority of people are like trying to reach that next level well and i think anybody that that thinks of brett fikowski you think of mindset you think of mm-hmm. like how he you know how he's calculated everything and and thought of all the variables and 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 trying to figure it out um which they're uh, i got to meet allison scuds this past year actually at the nice. at the games and she signed uh, my daughter's jersey and you oh, know, great. Was, was awesome. She was on the demo team and the whole demo team came and, and got around. But um, it's one of the things that, that I look at. Um, so like I said, all my kids are in something different. My, my oldest is into horses. That's her like that's her thing. She she wants to ride horses. A, a nice cheap thing for you, yeah. Oh, so so <laughs> yeah, nice and affordable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, she's my most expensive one because she, you know, she's <laughs> wanting to ride horses. She's thirteen, and then but then you have my nine year old who is committed. She wants to go to the CrossFit Games. Like, that's it. Like, sweet. She wants to go to the CrossFit Games. Uh, she does gymnastics. She does baseball. She does CrossFit. Those are her three sports. And then, you know, my five-year-old does, does baseball. And then we have a two-year-old who, you know, he's just training for the games as well. He's along for the ride right now. He's, he's having a good time. But my, but my nine-year-old has that, that just switch. And, um, you know, she has gotten to meet some incredible athletes. And I talked a little bit about it with, uh, with Heber, uh, with Heber Cannon, because we were talking about our, you know, our children and growing up in a time when the accessibility to what we would consider superstars in the sport is unheard of. Um, you know, I, I referred it to, you know, when, if I, if I was, you know, playing baseball as a kid, I wouldn't be able to go to a major league team and meet the player. I mean, mm-hmm. I might be able to meet them, but not like meet them, meet them, like sit down and talk to them and, and things like that. And my daughter has been able to do that. Uh, she's, she's nine years old. She's met, 
Catherine David's daughter. She's met Carrie Pierce. She's met um, uh, Margot Alvarez. She's, I mean, all these athletes know who she is. And it's uh, cool. But that's, I mean, she is dialing in on that. On that, you know, I want to do this, and and you know, I do gymnastics twice a week. I do CrossFit any chance I get, and I play baseball. Like, and that, and she's just pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, but she has a hard time failing. She, she, mm-hmm. she has a hard time when she's, when she's not succeeding every single time. And that's been the hardest thing is just teaching her, Hey, what you see is not the reality. You know, when you watch these videos of, you know, a, an athlete, you know, doing, you know, at the games, when you watch them at the games or when you watch them, you know, on their social media, or, you know, if you see their YouTube channel or, or you see a, a video of them hitting all their lifts, that's not the reality. Mm. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other lifts that you've, that you haven't seen that have led up to that success. And those hundreds of, of other lifts ended up on the floor. Like they didn't make it. They didn't do it. Um, you know, you, you take any one of the top athletes they had to fail before they succeeded. Um, you know, Rich Froning is, uh, fell off the rope, lost, finished second, came back the next year, and then, you know, we all know how that happened. Matt Fraser, two years, coming in second, failing, not, not you know, not reaching that full potential. And we, you know, again, know how that happened. You know, Justin, mm-hmm. same thing. It's, you see this pattern of, of these athletes. You don't see an athlete just come on the, come on the, on, you know, on the floor and win, and then just win. Mm-hmm. They all have had to go through some sort of failure to get there, and mm-hmm. and that's the the biggest thing I'm trying to teach, is that it's okay, it's okay to to mess up, it's okay to fail, but it's it's and and I've I've told all my children, our number one rule is you can do anything that you want, you can do any sport that you want, you can do you know you can do any hobby that you want, um, the only rule is you're not allowed to quit. You finish it. You have to finish it, but you can't quit. Um, if you mm-hmm. decide, hey, I want to play soccer, and you hate it, okay, that's fine, but you're going to finish the season um, because you made a commitment. And, mm-hmm. you know, and there's been times where they've done that, where they've started something, they hate it, and then once they start understanding it, once they start figuring out how it works – then they start to enjoy it. Well, no, I don't want to quit. I want to play again. I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's our rule: is you can you can start and do anything you want, and we will support you. We will get behind you. We will do it. But you just can't quit. Um, yeah. Finish the season, and and then you know, and then we'll look at it and, and go mm-hmm. from there. Yeah, there's a real fine line to walk there as well because, mm. like, it, it's a developing that um, determination is a really like cool skill set and when we're failing and carrying on we're actually winning on we're actually succeeding on another level which is training the mind and you might not be training the body and succeeding the way that you want to but you might be training the mind and that's our different objective that we're looking at like are you training your mindset actively within training session where that gets a bit um, sketchy and a bit uncomfortable for mindsets is when we don't allow ourselves to change course 
ever when we think this is the type of person that I have to be in order to be loved and respected and um, cared for. And by giving them a, a timeline and like a, a limitation, I think this is a really good way to do it by saying, oh, the end of the season, give it until then. And that's when you can change because you're like, you're giving them the encouragement to, to continue, but also it's not the, um, you must do this. Otherwise, um, otherwise you're kind of uh, rejected in some way. And that's yeah. how kids feel. What happens then is all those athletes you see at the top of the games, uh, or sorry, not top of the games, top of their game, top of their sport, where they, yeah, they may be successful, but God damn, are they unhappy? Yeah. And are they miserable? And you see, I don't know, Tiger Woods, just to name, to pluck one out of thin yeah. air. Like that kind of mentality, it's incredible. And he did some incredible things and maybe the best sports person to ever live. But I don't think I'd trade places with him that quickly. Um, with everything that goes on there. So part of this, um, part of the mindset side of things is understanding authenticity and what you truly want for yourself. And this requires failure again. It requires pushing up against the boundary. It requires like reaching, uh, going fully on something and then having the, again, vulnerability to say, I'm not giving up, but I'm quitting this and carrying on. Like, or I'm, I'm, I've failed in this, and I'm going to change my course a bit because this feels more truthful to me. Mm-hmm. And also, it's um, it's still difficult. It has to still be difficult when you change course. It can't be easier. So we have to continue to look for that 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 hard level. But it's walking that fine line there between those two extremes. Yeah, and and that and it is so tough to do that too, and especially as a parent. Um, mm-hmm. and by the way, I. I completely glossed over the fact that congratulations to you you just got married oh i did yeah yeah, yeah it's um <laughs> july yeah mid-july okay thank you man um yeah i i was i was you know doing my research i was scrolling scrolling Thanks, through the, scrolling through the instagram and 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 stuff and saw that uh you just got married so congratulations to that um thank you, but you know when you guys do eventually have kids um you know that's kind of one of the you, you don't have kids already right <laughs> no okay. just a puppy <laughs> yeah just a puppy so um you know when when you have kids one of the hardest things is watching them fail um and and but knowing that okay you know you have to be okay as a parent allowing them to fail and that's and i think that's one of the 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 toughest things right now that that a lot of people don't let their children fail. And and that sounds that sounds horrible. But I mean to in in some in some aspect, you know, yes, I'm always going to be there for, to protect them. But I'm not going to um I'm not going to keep them from failing because in doing that, I'm only hurting them. And and, and one of the biggest things um my my oldest daughter also fights uh she has ADHD. Or sorry, not ADHD, ADD. Um, and I and I I pulled her aside, and and I've reinforced this, you know, with her, of knowing that certain things aren't going to be fair, and and what I mean is, there are certain she's going to go to school, she's going to do her best, and as she's doing her absolute one hundred percent best, I will be behind her, I will be proud of her, and I will help her no matter what the grade ends up being. But knowing that it's not fair because it's going to come a lot easier to a lot of other people. Um, you are going to have to focus harder than anyone else in the room. Um, you know, we adopted the Matt Fraser, you know, HWPO, hard work pays off. 
um, of, you know, you are going to have to work harder than anyone else in the room to just get that, that medial result that, that, you know, you, you may have to work harder just to get to the middle of the road, but that's the challenge that you're going to have to have. And I'm sorry, because it's not fair because some kids are going to go in there and they're just going to, you know, not even study, not even worry and just ace mm -hmm. tests. And, and that's just what they're going to do. But you have to be okay with knowing this is the cards I'm dealt. This is how we're going to attack it. We're going to do everything that we can, you know, whether it be, you know, I mean, we were very, very um, hesitant to go a medical, you know, like a medicine route. Um, but in, you know, getting with her doctors and things like that, it, it was, you know, it, it was something that, that, that even the doctor was like, I don't like prescribing, but this will help your daughter and, and help her just basically kind of focus everything in. And that was such a big and crucial thing of, I, I think a lot of people, what they do is they look at the failure and they use that as I'm a, I'm disappointed in you because you failed. And I wanted her to know off the, off the jump is like, as long as you're doing your absolute best, as long as you are, are pushing, it doesn't matter whether or not you win or lose because I know you're learning and I know you're doing your best. And, and that is all I can ask of you is to, is to continue to push and continue to do your best. Now, I also know when you're not. <laughs> and, there's, and there's a fine line. I know when you're not doing your best. And when you're not doing your best, we're going to have a different conversation. But if you do your best, if you push, if you know and understand right off the bat that you're going to have to work harder than anybody else in the room to get the same result that they're going to get easily – you're going to be so much further ahead. And she's adopted that to some point, you know, she's also a 13 year old girl. So, yeah. you know, she's a child still, she's, she's still developing. She's yeah. a child. She's got all those emotions, mm -hmm. all those, you know, 13 year old hormones and just, mm -hmm. you know, aliens have snatched her from snatched her mm -hmm. mind from her body. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I hear it comes back around 22. <laughs> I, I, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, um, prefrontal cortex stops developing around 25 so you should be good by then you've only yeah. got another 12 years yeah that's that's like it's really important to praise the effort and that that piece applies to you as an individual athlete so instead of counting well as well as counting your attainment wins because we all like to achieve things we're not in this life just to kind of be a zen monk in a cave like we want to achieve things we want to like snatch whatever we want to get to the next level of competition so it's fine to um to value those achievements but we also want to primarily value the effort that we put in so as an individual athlete we're thinking what did i do today that took me close towards my goal regardless of whether i achieved it or not what effort did i put in as a coach we're thinking instead of praising the outcome that was a great time that was a great score that was a great lift. Like you put the effort in there. I saw how you, um, you, you kind of went back to that barbell before you were comfortable to go back to it. I saw how you, you're turning up to training more frequently. It's the effort that we put in that drives us. Um, and that's, that's really key. And yeah. And then as, as everything else we do as well in every area of life, it's the effort that we put in that gets us where we want to be, not the attainment of the results. That's just an end end uh, result. Um, the flip side of ADD, like, so we work with a lot of people who, like we are obviously not um doctors we're not medical professionals but a lot of people come to us and they have add or adhd as well the flip side of add and attention deficit generally is that once you find your thing 
yeah. you are maniacally obsessed with it and it is like a really cool thing so you get this like laser vision on what's important to you and the school system is not set up for no. um for um in most cases for people like kind of going through that um but when they find their thing it's like yeah that this is me yeah. all in so it's, it's much horses. more excluding the crap yeah, yeah. okay yeah, horses she she yeah. she eats breathes thinks lives horses like nice. and, and like you said it is that maniacal just i mean sometimes you're like okay um there's school that has to be done mm-hmm. <laughs> there mm-hmm. there are things that have to be done before you can you know completely 100 percent focus on 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 horses <laughs> absolutely dude there's one book that i'm just gonna shout it right now there's um a gabon mate book i can't remember the name of the book but it's on add um i mm-hmm. can't remember the name for the life of me um but i would anyone who has kids or um who has add adhd or is suffering from suffering from it themselves i would recommend gabor mate's work so okay. much um it's a really different take on it yeah and and if you if you do find it you know shoot me a shoot me a message with it and i'll i'll link yeah, it up yeah, in the in the definitely. i'll link it in the notes and stuff so uh so people yeah, can look are. it up because that's that's been one of the one of the struggles is just is just I'll have a look for it right now oh, yeah <laughs> efforting efforting information yeah. as as we speak yeah um but yeah she's she's amazing when you know when she gets on something uh she is like i said 100 100 focus mm-hmm. um yeah the book's called scattered minds scattered minds sounds yeah sounds pretty yeah. pretty spot poetic on. title <laughs> yeah sounds spot on <laughs> i like it um so what are you know kind of going forward with you know with some of the things you have going on, tell people, you know, where they can find you. Cause I know you, you have the podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, so you, and you've got mind mindset RX on, um, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and, but tell people kind of all the other ins and outs and, and places they can find you and yeah. stuff that you're doing. Absolutely, dude. Um, for people who want like an introduction to mindset training and to get an understanding of how it like works as a system, because there's a lot of, um, of bs around mindset training with people saying everything from oh it's nothing it doesn't matter at all you just need to willpower your way to work which is kind of we can get down that another time to (laughs) um just manifest your success and like just believe it will happen it will happen and like somewhere between there's the truth yeah Um, and it it really is that three-piece trifecta that i talked about earlier learning to regulate your nervous system better and what that means for your thoughts and emotions, learn to rewire the, the stories that you believe in a systematic basis, and then using like performance enhancement tricks to to push harder in workouts to achieve more and to pace better and all that kind of thing, and to not blow up and to find effortless effort. So we we created an ebook which is like an intro into that, and it shows you the foundation of that and the few tools that you can take away um, and actually implement it. We've um, It's called The Complete Guide for... Um, to mindset for functional athletes the complete okay. guide to mindset for functional athletes and you can find that in our instagram profile which okay. is the best place to go um so mindset rxd romeo x-ray delta um rx is in like you've already rxed the yeah. workout past tense um and that's a great place like you said the podcast limitless athlete podcast is great and we're trying to hone in and focus as much as we can and just provide very very detailed high quality really useful like case studies as much as possible case studies in-depth guides um like deep dives into different areas of mindset we're trying to do that as much as possible and they're going through two main avenues or three main avenues i suppose we send out a weekly newsletter 
called quad shot of brain gains so it's four things that you can implement into your mindset training straight away and hopefully translate that into better performance as an athlete um there's the podcast limitless athlete podcast and then there's our instagram page and we're doing a few things coming up like we've got a webinar coming up with khan porter on mental health and mental performances across the athlete and we will be explaining how he's got to where he is alongside him with um uh with the kind of yeah, the, the full introduction of our, the RRP method, so regulate, rewire, perform, and there's a bunch of stuff. So, in short, Instagram, <laughs> podcast, ebook, um, and you can check out our website as well, which is mindsetrx.com. I love it, man. I love it, and and I'm I'm enjoying. Like I said, I've I've been jumping into the podcast and kind of making my way making my way through it. Um, really been enjoying the content. I mean, it's it's been really cool to kind of see different uh you have so many different diverse people on there showing completely different um you know different ways of thinking and and i love it um I, i'm actually the the one i was listening to most recently was uh your interview with uh mace curran oh yeah the, the fighter yeah. pilot and just yeah. amazing to see that you know that you know you do and i think that you guys even alluded to it you know kind of the top gun type stereotype of they've got to be this you know cocky just mm-hmm. this you know high profile you know attitude that you know they're the best of every you know of everybody and really to see her just have a completely different look at at how people are in that in that space is just it was just it was very very interesting it was very cool yeah humans after all yeah we're all humans and and, mm-hmm. and and it's it's crazy because doing this podcast has kind of felt that way for me of just like, like why, why, why would these people even come on the podcast? Like you, you get that, you get that thought of just like you know, I just started reaching out to people and yeah, no, let's do it and and had some guests that you know, I I've, I've got some guests actually that I'm hoping to announce soon that I'm like, I had no idea that this was even a possibility of of being able to have these types of people on the podcast and um you know mm-hmm. i can't announce them yet because you know they're, just, <laughs> I, they're I still, the I, yeah, I, I I still got to work on the details and you know but mm-hmm. we're going back and forth and, and messaging but um you know it all goes back to the you know to mindset even with you know i've, I've interviewed stage actors um who are on broadway you know up on the big mm-hmm. stage i've interviewed people on television i've interviewed athletes and and all just kind of having that same thought of you know how they got there and mm-hmm. and, and, and what their story is and what their journey is and how relatable it is to everyone and and that's what i you know i love i love and enjoyed about your podcast is that you anybody can you know take a tidbit and i and i love the fact that you actually go behind those podcasts and then kind of do the recap episodes as well um you know awesome stuff so oh cool. thanks man i really appreciate it really no appreciate problem it. and thanks for thanks for uh taking the time to interview me I appreciate absolutely it. absolutely i love having you on the podcast this has been it's been it's been a fun conversation so but tom oh, thank you really so much it. Thanks, man. thank you so much for being on the on the episode and uh you know we'll we'll chat soon absolutely man thank you Hey, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. It was a great time talking with Tom and uh, just a just a good dude. Uh, he, he'd reached out to me on Instagram and we just hit it off and uh, couldn't have been happier to have him on the podcast. Just a great conversation, great tidbits of information. You can put it in any part of your life, whether you're dealing with things personally yourself or if you are a coach 
or somebody who, you know, are a parent, any, really anything. You could take those bits of knowledge and apply them to you and other people that you know and love and uh, affect real change in people's lives and, and, and help people with their mindset and how they see things and how they look at things and how they do things. Just just all around a, a great thing. I highly recommend going and checking out his podcast, uh, Limitless Athlete on Apple, on Spotify. Go check it out. Um, and just so much good content. He's got some amazing guests on his show and uh, couldn't have been happier to have him on the show. So thank you so much to Tom for uh, for agreeing to come on, on the episode. As I said before, we're going to Wadapalooza. We're going to be there. That's right. January 12th through the 15th, we're going to be on the podcast stage. So come out and join us. Make sure you get your tickets, get your get your arrangements and, and all that. You want to soak up the sun in, in, in Miami in January as opposed to being cold anywhere else. It's the place to be. So get down there to Wadapalooza. Come check us out at the podcast stage. We can be on the seminar stage and, you know, checking all the things out. Um, it's going to be an awesome year at Wadapalooza. They've got some big things in store. I've gotten to uh, to talk to some people, and, um, man, it's going to be bigger and better than ever. So I am highly motivating you to make it to Wadapalooza this year. It's going to be fun. You've got the individual athletes going, um, throwing down on Thursday and Friday, and then you've got the teams going on Saturday and Sunday, and you're going to have athletes everywhere. You're going to have vendors everywhere. You're going to have podcast hosts and guests and, and interviews, and there's just going to be so much things to do. You don't want to miss it. So get over there to Wadapalooza. As I said at the top of the podcast, we've got a lot of big announcements coming for guests on the show. Cannot wait to announce them to you, but right now they're still just in the in the, in the works, but I'm pretty confident that they're going to get done. So uh, we've got some big, big episodes coming up, so stay tuned. Also, um, just I'm not sponsored by anybody. So if you are listening and you want to sponsor a podcast, hey, hit me up. Hit me up on Instagram, and uh, we'll see what we can do. But uh, I, I got, um, I, I was on Instagram, and a buddy of mine, Brad Marshall, was uh, he's a O2 ambassador, but he had ordered O2, and O2 uh, Recovery Drink is doing this promotion all through, I believe, into November. Don't quote me on that, but I believe into November they're doing a. Uh, a thing where if you buy a case of O2 recovery, they're going to give you a gift anywhere valued, I believe 50, 50 bucks to, I want to say it, it, it's, it, anyways, it's a lot. Um, and he got, he, he posted on his, his story that, uh, he got a Yeti cooler sent to him for free from O2 recovery. Cause they're giving away a whole bunch of stuff all, all October. And, uh, so man, there's your tidbit of the week. Go over to O2 Recovery, uh, buy yourself a case, and get yourself some free swag. I love it. Um, I'm all about the I'm all about the the, the free stuff. Um, that's pretty much all we got for this week. I hope that you guys are having a great time. Enjoy the episodes, and uh, stay tuned for some very special announcements coming up very soon. Y'all have a great one. Peace. <laughs>